Updating. Five, four, three, two, let's roll! I gotta have like a 40 ounce. I'm ignorant. Call me a hipster. Awesome, dude. She doesn't know that. I do community service, but I'll still buy my chicken. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh yeah, you specified. <laughs> hey, what's going on? It is episode 186 of the Hitman Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. So we haven't podcasted in a while, and as a result of it, I have like I have this new app. It's all um, like little uh, three by five note cards, and you. So I put the title of you know the idea, the thing I wanted to talk about. Didn't you have that before? And it kind actually of, looked like note cards. Or yeah, something? yeah, but this one is a, an updated version of that. When you click on it, it flips the card over, and then there's like bullet points and things I wanted to hit ah, on. So what's I, it called? Uh, uh, I think uh, just cards. Um, now, see, now you're going to throw me off here. Uh, big cards. Big cards. Big cards. for. Uh, You're going to want to spell Apple. that right. Yeah. B-I-G-C-A-R-D-S. Copy Big that. cards. So um, I've been keeping track of all this stuff while we're gone waiting to podcast. And uh, in the meantime, while we weren't podcasting, um, I've gone crazy. You know, it's, it's sort of like I was telling somebody the other day, I feel like if I don't have the podcast as a creative outlet, I'm either drawing on a chalkboard uh, or, or doing something else. Uh, what I, I deem creative, most people feel is probably annoying. So I, I started uh, getting even more prolific on Instagram and using the Instagram story stuff. And a lot of times I just do like advertisement for other people or saying like, hey, mm-hmm. check this out. I like this, whatever. Um, and I done another podcast since the last time we podcast, another Green Door podcast called Juice Pro Wrestling, which came out, I think, Tuesday of this week. So... I was on Musically Meditated while I was there hanging out with the guys. I then got invited to, I must have done a good enough job to, to get a call back, and I sat in on this Juice Pro Wrestling podcast. And I told um, Justin, the guy, Juice, the guy who is the host. Chicken and blessings. I'd love to be on your podcast, but I really don't know too much about wrestling. And he was like, well, I, I don't believe that to be the case because, you know, the time when you grew up in the 80s, wrestling was huge. And I said, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, everybody loved wrestling, you know, as kids. I said, but my wrestling um, knowledge ends before Stone Cold even hits the scene. So, like, I, mm. I really can't mix it up with you guys. But I went there um, and I did mix it up and I thought it made for a pretty interesting podcast. We were able to uh, to talk for like two hours Um I and thought I, it was good. I, it worked. I it interjected worked. where I could. So check that out. Juice Pro Wrestling. That is so you have to go to the Green Door Network, Green Door Podcast Network on um iTunes or wherever, and then it's under that banner. So all the podcasts under Green Door are there. Yeah. The the way I have it on my phone is I have the Green Door Network uh through the podcast on iTunes and it gives me all of them. Yeah. It, so that's maybe just repeating what you were saying. But it, it also gives me um musically meditated pricks on fl- Pricks on Flicks, yeah. and everything else that falls under their banner. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Um, I, I, did, I did think you guys had a um, a pretty funny bit about Yokozuna. That was making me laugh. Because <laughs> that was the small window that I watched. I watched for like three years or something. Right. And uh, I never had cable. So I watched like, you know, Catch as Catch Can. I mostly played the video game. But um, 
you guys laughing about Yokozuna's ass was pretty well, funny. Well, you know, once again, I, I felt like I can't go on this podcast and, and shit on, on wrestling. I mean, that that is like my first instinct to do is go like, hey, I don't like pro wrestling. I don't understand why any grown man or anybody over the age of 13 would like pro wrestling. Mm. But I, I said, hey, convince me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know if I was convinced, but I could tell you these guys are passionate about wrestling. That's their bag. But a lot of the questions I had, I, I wasn't trying to be rude, ignorant, or confrontational. But like I said, like I just don't get how that's a cool wrestling move for, oh, I didn't like, think, for I didn't that think you were particular. Shit. I didn't think you were No, shit no, on. I didn't. So I, I went out of my way to not do that, which is normally my style. And I yeah. told him beforehand, I was like, dude, are you sure you know who I am and what I do before you're bringing me yeah. on here to talk about... I mean, that's like someone bringing me on to talk about those Funko Pop dolls. Kind like, of you're a, just asking for trouble. It's kind of a you know? ballsy move. But I behaved myself. Yeah, and uh, I respected their um, their podcast and what they were doing, and you I actually have. ended up with. I had a really good time there, and I, I learned a lot. And I am I am willing to uh, to to give it a shot. Hey, man, if you could point me in in a direction, I will try anything. After my float, like you said, mm. I'm down for whatever. Ever since you went to float, 60, I know it's crazy. It's I got to go back, dude. I got that. One, I got one left. It's burning a hole in my hot tub. It. Yeah. It's. Uh, it, I. The more I think back on it, that is that is the the timeline change for sure. And we, we've sort of crossed, you know, yeah. like you said, like yeah. I've become way more cynical and you've been more open to stuff. In fact, you <laughs> came in the house today <laughs> yeah. and I'm wearing my uh, steam whistle coffee roaster right. shirt. You're like, every time I come here, you're supporting some new local business with a sticker yeah. or a shirt, or you're out there drinking coffee, drinking so beer. <laughs> I dude, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I was like, I was like the beer chugging open for everything. And now I'm like, Ugh, give me a coffee. Everybody <laughs> needs to shut their mouths. <laughs> I've become a curmudgeon, dude. Speaking of coffee, uh, I had this story. Um, so we podcasted a couple weeks ago, and it you just, never explained why we didn't air that one. Well, I'm not going to, but but regardless, uh, we podcasted a couple weeks ago. It didn't turn out the way I liked it. I'm a perfectionist, and so I didn't air it. But there's a couple of stories we talked about, um, and, and I want to bring back for, for you guys to hear. So I was telling Ben that I was at the Sip Coffee House in Highland, which he goes to. Yeah. And he is familiar with the setup. First time I'd been there, and I was with my buddy Adam, who I ran over his mailbox with my car a couple weeks before. We went on our mountain bikes, rode all the way down there. And I walk in there, and there is a bathroom, and it is clear. I go in there. I shut the door. The bathroom is, like, right off the main, you know, uh, dining area. So when you open the door, you can kind of see out into the dining area. It's not tucked away at all. No. no, It's it's very much like if you're pooping in there, dude. It's so game on the one thing that I think that they should really be careful about is, is the locking mechanism. So I go in there and there's a note on the, on the wall or on the back of the door that says like, Hey, just so you know, this door isn't the greatest door it doesn't really lock. There's an issue with the door. I think the issue is shut properly. No, I think the issue is, uh, people think they're locked in inside. Okay. Like there's a sign that says like, don't panic, just turn it a little more. It will open. Well, I, I think it doesn't. It doesn't lock correctly. I can tell you this. For there, a fact. That's for sure. So I happened to. I was sitting outside on the the little you know porch or whatever, eating my breakfast, and there's all these other bikers and by say bike bicyclers. Bicyclers. But these guys are like the hardcore wearing the bike suits and the bike helmets and riding ten speeds or twenty six speeds or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm out there and I'm seeing these people and we're interacting, making eye contact, and I go in and I I open the bathroom door. And when I do, there is a guy in a full bicycle outfit, 
uh, and he is he's standing up. There's just a toilet, no urinal, and he's he's urinating into the toilet. And he turns around and he looks at me, full penis out, still peeing in the toilet. We make eye contact, mm. and he has no idea who opens it. I mean, it could have been a woman, it could have been anybody. It's so happened to be me. I open the door, we make eye contact, and I said, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Uh, and I go to shut because what happened is is the handle it doesn't lock correctly. So, or there's something messed up with the door. No, no, yeah, you're right. So, as I shut the door, I hear, like, some sort of comment. So, for whatever reason, I reopened the door, and I made eye contact with the guy again. He turns around, full penis out again. He goes, I said, excuse me? And he goes, oh, I was just saying if that's the worst thing that happened to me that you opened the door while I was peeing. I mean, it's it's a, it's, it's a pretty good day. Does okay. he, did he have to turn his body towards you? When he I mean, he, he just the way he was canted, he didn't have to. He chose to. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. And I was like, so I came out and I was telling my friend Adam, and as I was telling you, I go, I don't know why I reopened the door again. What could he possibly have told me that would f- make me feel the need? Because I already know what happens when I open the door because I've done it once. Hmm. Why would I do it again? And this is not an in- indictment on me personally i don't believe i mean i'm i've looked within myself i'm more than more the human condition <laughs> i'm just i'm just like why couldn't i have waited till the guy what what could possibly could he have said to me that i needed to find out right then and there i just i don't know why why, why i wouldn't have walked away and i don't know why he needed to follow up a conversation he just should have just turned back and, and went to, to to pee so just when you get out be like hey i was gonna make this funny joke but i waited to put my dong away i wanted to tell you like this is the worst thing that happens yeah blah, so blah, blah. So uh, the door needs to be fixed over there. And like I said, there's a bunch of signage in there. And the other thing is I've seen this at a couple coffee places. They're not the only one. I think Fluid has the same thing. There's a chalkboard in the bathroom. Now, I know a lot of times in bathrooms people write like, hey, for a good time, call Ben or, you know, whatever. They write on the walls. Usually It's hugely hilarious or they, you know, they they draw whatever on the wall. Yeah, they write eat at Joe's. But my thing is, is like, do you really want people to stay in the bathroom longer than they need to? And, and and what message, what positive, what good can come out of putting a chalkboard in the bathroom? You know what I mean? I do. I never thought, I never thought about the, like this way that I never did, but I never thought about the proposition of people are grabbing that chalk afterwards. Or I they're sitting on the, they're sitting on the pot and, 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 and drawing, whatever. Just, just doodling. Yeah. While they're doodling while they're doodling. While they're duking. Gross. Okay. Yeah. No, that's super weird. I think I think it's like I think when you have like a kitschy little place like that you want to have something everywhere something for the eyes to see in all corners and and if you go into the bathroom it's nothing maybe that just feels like a weird like a a jerk of culture Yeah but I feel like it, it's basically saying like get in here do your business and get back out to where the fun stuff happens like I really don't need yeah. you hanging out here Yeah you know what I mean So you got to make it like the whole place is cozy except one room that's yeah, which is super, super express Yeah like uh somehow make that way hotter or colder i mean i used to bitch about when they had the uh the baby changing table in the men's room back if you go back and listen to our podcast years ago i was like this is stupid now the man's supposed to change but but i'm not that's so far like i get it it's practical like it makes sense now i'm not mm. bitching about that anymore but i am saying like do we really need people doing because i told you uh you know i was at a coffee bar in lansing and i i, I drew an opus I drew a giant Kang on the wall that took me two hours. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm sure they were like, hey, maybe we should have just went without the the wall. We could get this guy in and out of here. Like, there's no point in any of this. So, like, yeah, what's happening here? We could have had so many other paying customers in his seat. And it's right. it took him to draw Krang from yeah. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> no, not from Ninja Turtles, from Simpsons. I don't know. Kang the alien. But anyway, <laughs> um, 
So I just feel like uh, maybe we need to expedite the bathroom behavior and and not really give people more of a reason. And I know all these coffee shops and, and brew pubs and whatnot like to do that kind of stuff where they have, like you said, like kitschy little things in there and knickknacks and things to look at and things to touch. But there used to be a day where they just put, you know, ice in a urinal and an old, you know, today's sports page. And that's all yeah. you got. I don't think they can stop themselves from being cute. Like at all angles. You know what I mean? Even if they wanted you to get out, I think it would be like a, there'd be a sign that says like shake it more than twice or, you know, if yeah. you're sprinkle when you tinkle, you know what I mean? Like, right. I don't think they could stop. There's no way they're like, there's, there's going to be some sort of like when you're done roasting your bean, there's going to be some sort of joke. Yeah. They're like at the uh, old time pottery barn looking for, like you said, those little hanging plaques that say all this stupid you know, yeah, stuff yeah. There has to be like, or like that, which those is, little games from Cracker Barrel, where it's like you test your IQ by jumping the pegs. But okay, I would say anything you can look at is fine. But I, I just don't think that people need to be in there drawing, writing, you know, whatever. So they should. Well, I guess just, I guess you just think of like the core of it. Like, what would make you want to get out of there the fastest? Yeah, I mean, like the pressure of somebody waiting, right? Or yeah, somebody, so for sure. So what if you? Oh, I got a great idea. A, two, yeah. a two-way mirror where they can't see in, but you can see what by sitting on the toilet, you can see who's That's out it. there waiting. That's it. Now you're who's talking. the most amazing. Where's the, I need the Dave Ovation music. You do. Or um, she, you could even have like in Scooby-Doo when they have those paintings with the eyes cut out. <laughs> like you could have that. But like it's just maybe it's just like a video, right? Right. So you don't know if like it's a someone's, hologram. Yeah. Well, like maybe like you don't know if someone's actually looking at you, or or if it's just a device well, to make you pressure. Well, think about but either this. either way, dude. It doesn't even have to be an actual person. Just the concept of like someone wants to get in there. The two way mirror is great because a, if you maybe make some bodily noises, you might be able to see the reaction of the person on the outside. It also works in the way that... You'll know if they can hear you? Yeah. And it also works in the way of where you can kind of see who's going to be out there. So if it's a good-looking woman and it's a unisex bathroom, it's like, I got to stay in here an extra... I got to light a mat. I got to find, figure something out. You know what I mean? Or I got to clean the toilet off extra nice before I walk out. If you know no one's out there and, you know, what you could sneak out you know, you wait till people walk away from the door and you can beeline it out and be like, I wasn't even. I, I love your I loved your idea until I considered the creeps. <laughs> there's always going to be. Creeps. I, you know what? Until you just said that, I didn't think Dang about it, it either. There's always going to be creeps. Well, hey, I mean, you got to take the good with the bad. It's got to go both ways. Two way. Right. Two way mirror. Right. Right. Then cameras. You got security watching you while you poop. This is just it's got to be a circle. Everyone checks and balances for everybody. Yeah. Well, how about this? Uh. I've told you before, like, my brother doesn't care. Like, he goes into a bathroom and he's as loud as possible. It makes him laugh to make other people uncomfortable. I cringe. Uh, maybe you work on the acoustics. You make sure it's loud. So if, you, if you're making noise in there, like, that little space under the door, people are going to hear you. Like, w- like, almost like Planet Fitness where, like, an alarm goes off and you're grunting too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, like we're telling you we're judgment-free, but we're actually judging you for grunting too much. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we're, this bathroom is not judgment. This bathroom is not judgment free. <laughs> like you know that thing at the carnival when you hit it and it goes up all the way to the top. Yeah, bing. Right. Yeah. If yours bings because of because could be because of a splash noise, could be because of a grunt noise. Too much smell. Like there's a smellometer. <laughs> smellometer. If that goes up too high, then you know for sure. Like, all right. Not only is it time to to wrap up. Um, you're not allowed back here. <laughs> you're uninvited. 
I feel like there should also be a maybe a backdoor access to outside. So like I said, if you look through and it's somebody you particularly don't want to walk out into, like I said, a, a bunch of females or whatever, you could actually take the back exit out. It only goes out, though. You can't get back in that way. Well, and I also think of, too, like where have I the, – the fastest I've ever pooped is somewhere like I don't want to be there or like a porta potty mm-hmm. So maybe just make it as gross and as bad as a porta potty Well, you know – Just have porta potties That's it. It's because no one's going to hang out and read a magazine in there. If you've ever sat in a porta potty and flipped oh, through yeah. your phone, you're you're a sick – serial killer no doubt and that's the thing is because you can you're actually going to the bathroom on other people's going to the bathroom you know what i mean so like when you walk (laughs) in there and you see a piece of toilet paper and then you know whatever else on top of it it's like now i'm going there's no flushing mechanism in between there there's just nothing good there's no new beginnings it's all it's all collaborative i feel like i'd rather have my my colon explode then 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 do that in a you know then have to use the uh the porta potty for number two i had to use one the other day for number two yeah oh i was at a park i wasn't about to go home dude and i was like let's just get this over with and And then then i have my phone i was like do i go through it that's an extreme case where you're like i have no other choice so that means it probably wasn't good and everybody that goes in those porta potties like that are in that same situation or else they would have went i didn't think about that either you know it's never someone's routine (laughs) just morning constitution or what they call it. it's always like let me it's like, like oh. kick the door down yeah it's bad news i don't know that's when you got a problem so you moved yeah so that was also part of the reason that we we took a little bit of hiatus you needed to to uh, get the new house prepared get the old house prepared yeah. and it's not dude it's not even like we're barely in and i was browbeating myself because i was like well when dave moved we just podcast and talked about it we talked about the move and how it was going i didn't have movers <laughs> I thought about it too. I remember you going like, dude, I'll never go back. It's the best thing ever. Oh. But but I didn't have that much big stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have that much furniture and things like that. So I got a couple guys to help me with furniture. We made like two loads. That was fine. So then you always think, okay, the big stuff's gone. You're pretty much done. No, no it's a little stuff. You're not pretty much done. I said, all I have is little, one room in the basement and a little bit of stuff. We ended up putting, my wife and I put everything in like the main living room from the whole house. You could barely walk through there. It was doing the little stuff was so much more work than those few big things. It was oh my god! Dude. And you didn't try to purge before you moved. Yeah, like I mean, knowing I, you, you know, you're buying a house. Like, why wouldn't you start tossing shit out six months before, three months before, whatever? I, well, I did. The only thing I really didn't is in the garage. And dude, I had my father in law come over, and he was like helping me move stuff. And he comes from that age of seventies. Can't do these. There, when I moved into that the old house, there was. The guy was, uh, I forget what he did, but he was like an old Italian fella. He was like, we got like a tailor or something, but he also had like some wood tools. Pizza making, shoe making, uh, concrete s- work. Sailor discovering new uh, <laughs> continents. Yeah, one of those. Spaniards. He, um, no, but, but the guy was like that, so there's his old classic tools, and I'm, and I'm like, I was trying to hide stuff so he wouldn't see it, because I didn't, because I know he'd be like, oh, you got to keep, this is a classic chisel. I'm like, dude, I have like two chisels. I barely ever use them. And by the way, if I do need one, they're like eight bucks. Right. For I'll your be- new for your conservatory at the new place, you're going to make a little yes. museum dedicated yes. to- Yeah, uh, for all those children's toys you're going to make <laughs> yeah, for everyone right. in Honduras. Yeah, so he was going through. He's like, these are classics. So eventually I was just like, Mike, if you want them- I'll be like, fill your sweatpants with as many tools as you can. A- you get one. I'm going to let them red cotton joggers what, dragon. What What is, what's that? Remember that show was like a, a grocery that store. supermarket this, one? Yeah. <laughs> You just tell them, you're like, listen, let's make, I'm going to give you two minutes. <laughs> Bring your shopping cart, name your red joggers, and just fill them up. 
It was it was like that. It was like your drawstring is tight. In fact, <laughs> tie it over your shoulders like suspenders. You gotta pull it up and you pull it over your neck, <laughs> right? So your neck can support it. Oh, uh-huh, like a jumper. He <laughs> so he's filling his truck with all this stuff, and I was like, he kept saying like, "This is good. You're gonna want like these screens later if you do screen porches." I, I ended up like, but they're like, they literally. He's right. These things aren't garbage. But it always goes back to everything in life. What do you value more? And in my house now is my yard's a little bigger and I have a deck, but my house is slightly smaller. So I was like, what I value is space a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I don't value $13 worth of screen. I value space. And I don't value that old like hoe or that old like metal rake that no one's used since like 47. Right. But he's like, oh, it's a solid rake. They don't make them like this The anymore. handle is a meaty crack, but you put some like some electrical tape around it. Yeah. It's good as new. Yeah. No, it was it was bad. <laughs> so I had to I have I have a garage now full of stuff. So I'm gonna um try to get my brother to come over because he's like the organizing king mm-hmm. of Northwest Indiana. And we're gonna try to go through my garage and just and I, at the same time, I got my wife going like, I don't want shelves everywhere. And I'm trying to go hillbilly and just shelf. I'm going like, I'm going to be like Ikea, like everything's going up. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like people in Tokyo, they have like 400 square foot. Do you have a, do you have rafters in your uh, garage or like a crawl space in your garage? No. Okay. No, I got an attic in the house. And, I, but I do have a, like a shed now. I have like a. That's nice. That's a, that's a nice commodity. So that's where a lot of the, the junk's going to go. But yeah, I get to, dude, I just got like all my music stuff, work stuff, tools. It's crazy. So we've been if moving. You need a place on. for your drums. Huh? You can house them here. I really? If you need a, yeah, I'll take I'll, them. They're at my sister in law's. If you want them. Yeah, I'll take them. Yeah, seriously. You're always talking about starting a new band. Yeah. I literally, you can have that drum set just like. If I ever need it one day, I'll come, you know. Sounds great. Perfect. You guys heard it. Yeah, no, it's fine with that. me. <laughs> right. It's absolutely perfect. They're, they were my dad's, so you can. Oh. Uh, I mean, now, you know, I, now just, I feel like I can't uh, take advantage of So if of you're going to, like, pee on them and, like, spill booze on them, just be like, like, you be like, here you go, Ron, do it first. So, yeah, I've been, I've been super unavailable because it's been working, like, crazy, and I've been working at the dog, the dog food factory. I've been working midnight shift, and then I come home and I load the trailer up. <laughs> and I unload the trailer, and I sleep for like four hours, and I get the kids. So it's been a, a process. I've been super busy. But it doesn't mean I haven't written some things down. You, uh, while you're looking up what you've written down, I, I want to run something by you. We, one of the themes that always pops up on our podcast is um, people that work in the service industry. And we, I think we've come to the conclusion that we're basically on the same page. I tip 20% no matter where I go, 100% of the time. But... I guess our our the only thing we've ever disagreed on is if somebody asks me how if, if oh they you mean dare, you and you mean you and I on yes. the same page okay if you if if the waitress waiter or you know manager comes up and asks me how something <laughs> was I will not give them the it's great no matter what so I'll give yeah. you the twenty percent but if you make the mistake and you ask me how it was I'm going to and it's bad I'm, you're going to hear about it so so, is it fair to say you'll be dishonest with your you'll be dishonest financially but not verbally. Yeah, I, like, like I, you'll I, go here. Like I give you more than you deserve, but I won't tell you you're better than you deserve. Because I feel it? like even twenty percent, uh, you know, of your bill on top of the like one fifty they're making. I mean, I don't know how bad you have to be to not get twenty percent. To me, I mean, it, yeah, I don't know what my rule came out to. It was like take the first number, double it. Okay, so, so with that yeah, being said, add one. Myself and my wife uh, went out to dinner, and we went. We had a little time to finally, like, just me and her went out and. Now that I, my, my son is almost 14, he's staying home and babysitting. So this is just like a new, Beautiful. and we just give him $10 for, 
for the whole night. Like normally it's ten bucks an hour for a real yeah, baby. Yeah, it cost you forty bucks to go out. So he's good with that because you know most times we put our daughter to bed at eight o'clock or we leave at seven thirty. He just has to keep <laughs> her busy. She's still sleeping like six p.m. to like ten a.m. <laughs> he just has to keep her busy till eight. Puts her in our bed and then she falls asleep watching TV and then he just plays Fortnite or whatever. You know what I mean? He just plays video games. He has, there's no heavy lifting. Easy for him. peasy. And she never wakes up. So we're out and we're at this restaurant and. I do this thing to my wife. I do it to everybody who spends any kind of real time around me where I make, I like to make things uncomfortable and I like to, for the person who's with me and for people around me, like kind of like your brother. So whenever me and my wife are out, I, I go out of my way to make her laugh or try to embarrass her, you know, for, for the, for the greater good. Mm-hmm. So we're at a restaurant and the waitress is, she seems to be like a newer waitress and, and we haven't really been to this restaurant before. And so my wife, she does this thing where, it's been going on forever. Whenever we, whenever she orders food or we go down, she'll say, okay, look at the menu. And I look at it and she goes, well, what are you, what are you going to have? Now I will tell her what I'm going to have. And then she'll say, I don't want you to have that. I want you to have this because I want these two things and then we'll split. And I always say, but I don't want that. I want this regardless. I always defer, especially if it's a date night. I'm like, Hey, you know, you, you, you got to do what you got to do. She always chooses two options. She chooses two options. So sometimes I'll steer her away and I'll go, I'm absolutely not doing this. Like I'm not having macaroni and cheese. It's not happening. I don't care what they put on it, what they do to design it or or, or make it a little bit better or truffles or what. I'm not having it. It's not not happening. Gefilte fish is out. So we get to this restaurant and I I defer to her. I go, just go ahead and order whatever. This restaurant, uh, I I can't really say the name of it just because what happens in the story, but um, it's like a restaurant where you you order like food specifically to split. So they don't really give you like two entrees. It's like a lot of like hors d'oeuvre foods where like if you're on a date, you order it and you put the plate in the middle and it's like family style. Really? You know what I mean? Like, so they'll give you Is like that understood? a lot of appetizer. That... Yeah. They, they, it's like communal, like, you know, so, you call it tapas or something like that. Yeah. Kind of, I guess. So okay. it's all, a, it's all a cart, but everything. Is I only like... know that's a real word. Cause I saw it on Portlandia. So we're sitting there <laughs> and the lady comes over and I've already told my wife, Hey, you just order because like, I don't even, I'm not even going to get a say in this anyway. Just like, whatever. So the waitress comes over and my wife is looking down at the menu and she's like, we'll have, mm, and I look up at the waitress and I, I give her the like hands up looking at her. Like, I can't believe that this chick is, I, I she's going to order for both of us, I guess. And so the, my wife starts going down the list of stuff and I look at the waitress and I go, uh, this is our first date. So like, uh, don't you think she's getting a little crazy with this? And my wife's not paying attention cause she's reading <laughs> oh, okay. the menu. She didn't hear you and say the, that? No. I'm, okay. just, I'm like whispering like this is our first date. Like, geez, you know, whatever. So, um, she orders all the, the food that she's going to order. And I'm like rolling my eyes the whole time. And I'm like putting my hands up when my wife's not looking like, is this, is this chick really like we're on a first date? Like this is what she's going to do to me. <laughs> so, okay. uh, at one point, I get up and I, as I'm, I walk to the bathroom, I see the waitress and I tell the waitress, Hey, listen, like I told you, it's our first date. Can you do me a favor and go over there and find out how she's feeling about me? I'm spending a lot of money here. Like, you see serious? if you could, you know, you stuck with us. Dude. Yeah. Like, see what, you know, see what you could find out about me. Yeah. You know, let's put in the gourd for me. You know, maybe yeah. you just tell her that, you know, whatever. I'm good yeah. looking. Uh, you know, she's, she's, she got a winner, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Hey, any man that would let you order, whatever. And she's looking at me like, I don't know if I want to be involved in this yeah. at all. 
I said, She's I'll like, meet you on my like way back. He's packing heat. Is that your boyfriend? <laughs> on the way back from the bar or the bathroom, I said, I'll meet you in the bar. And then you, you exchange the information that, uh, that you learned. She'd reading. tell the waitress you wanted an angel <laughs> shot. So, so I don't know what that means. Or those like when you, the girls order, like when they're afraid, like the guy's getting kind of rapey, they order an angel shot and the bouncer is like a score. Oh, that's out. like a, like a keyword. Yeah. Like, oh, a, okay. like a help word, a safe word. So I go back to the table and, and I didn't see the waitress again. And then she comes over and I start in with it again. And then my wife, like she, every, when she catches on, she's like, he's not, we, that's, we been married for 20 years we've been together for 20 years this is he's lying to you don't believe him and i'm like okay so now you're you're on to it why won't you play along with me to to for the for the yeah. sake of messing with the waitress she was like i'm not gonna feel awkward at all so the waitress is feeling like hey you know these these people are pretty cool they're down to earth and and they're being fun whatever so at the end of our meal we have one avocado roll which is like avocado and it has like a like a deep fry it's a deep fried roll with avocado in the middle Right. Super delicious. So we're talking and, and she goes, can I take your plates? And I go, yeah. She goes, you want a box for that avocado roll? I go, no, nah, I don't want a box for one avocado roll. I go, in fact, no one's touched it. You, you should have it. I go, you look hungry. And she goes, oh, I, I really, I can't. I go, I go, you know, take it in the back and you could take it in the back and eat it. And she Pretend looks, like you're going to box it. She, eat that she looks around. She goes, I'll be honest with you. I, I do take the food in the back and eat it a lot of times. <laughs> and, and I go, I go, of course. Of course you do. Yeah, we all do. do. We all do. So I said, I go, listen, don't even bother taking it out of the back. Eat that thing right now. <laughs> she goes, oh, I don't know. One time my boss came in the back and I was eating off a customer's plate and she questioned <laughs> me about it. And the cust- and, and, and I told my boss, hey, the customer was real clean. And she goes, you guys are you guys are clean. I go, yeah, we're clean. It's clean fine. Dude, this bitch bear pawed the fucking avocado roll and jammed it in her mouth. Ah, one bite. Looked around for the... Now, there's cameras in this place, too. And I was like, you know they're going to see this shit on the replay. I go, the fact that you looked around first indicates that you knew it was wrong. It wasn't like you daintily took a bite out of it. She took it and shoved it in her mouth so fast and so hard oh that God. in case anybody came in, it was gone. I mean, it was gone within in a well, second. You set her up. You set her... You, so, this is entrapment. I was fine with it. I was fine with it. She yeah. left. She did her thing. My wife goes, but you don't like I'm the way done. she bare I'm done for it. the night. I can't, I can't handle this. It, it, it ruined the night. Done for the night. My wife was just like, I'm, I am can't get over this for tonight. Like it was, she was, she was, this is so unprofessional she and ate so, a roll. Many, so many levels. She goes, how gross. This lady ate off of our plate. And I go, yeah, but you could see that there was only four rolls and this one hadn't been touched. She goes, yeah, but it's on our table. And I go, yeah, it's a little unprofessional, but but we told her to do it. What are you sitting with no pants on? So my question to you is: You worked in this industry? Oh yeah, several times. There's got to be people. Everyone's got to eat in the plates off the back. If you see Dude. the people that you, now, this lady basically told us: If I see the customers clean and they look like good, you know, people that aren't mm. dirt bags, I'll eat off their plates all, all, all day yeah. long. Yeah. So I have to assume that that's that's commonplace. I am not a germaphobe, so I didn't really even have the caveat of do these people seem clean. It was more like if these people are super foul, I'll consider right. not doing like it. Like if they have a if they put their napkin on the plate after they've wiped their yeah. mouth and not eating that. Yeah. Well, dude, I tell you, when I used to work at Freddy's Steakhouse and I was a busboy, and I think I was like 14 or 15 or wherever it was, I used to, oh my God, dude, I wasn't worried about it. Are you kidding me? I was a poor kid from Hesville. I wasn't like, are these people clean? I was like, they can afford to eat at Freddy's. I cannot. So... I would take their stuff in the back. The best is when people would be like, hey, I, you know, do you want this boxed up? I'll box it up for you. I'm going to box it up in the back, though. Guess who's coming back a couple cheese sticks short? <laughs> Guess who's not digging? How about the people who box it up and then leave their box on the table? Do you take that box and go, I'm not going to throw it away. It's already boxed up. Well, what's, weird is, what's weird is like when they set the box down, sometimes I'm like not working there as a customer. I'm like, uh, do, 
like, am I putting it in the box? Or, like, if they say, do you want me to box that up? And then they set a box down on my table. Not, like, not being, like, all hoity-toity, but, like, I said, yes, I do want you to box it up, and you just handed me a box. Well, sometimes people say, you got to catch the nuance, they'll say, do you want a box? Right. Then they bring you a box. If they say, would you like that boxed up, or would you like that wrapped up to go, then I expect them I'll to be do honest. it. I'll be honest. I far prefer just you box it up, even well, if you eat some I'll tell shit. you this. If you put the box on my table, expect the dip cups going home with me. So if, it, if it's not, if it's if it's of, of ceramic or, you know, anything like that, it's it's coming home. You got like 15 Bennigan's ramekins <laughs> in your... Without a doubt. <laughs> you Without a doubt. I know that I use... Because I did, then I go, I didn't know. I'm not, I wasn't Dude, sure. I would think long and hard about like which part of the steak did they not eat? Can I cut a portion off and eat it? I'm talking about poor stock Hessville. I'm looking at a ribeye and there's a third of it still there. They don't want it. They don't want it boxed up. Would it be that weird if I cut out the part that they didn't touch? And I, I know the answer is like, yeah, but I'm 15 <laughs> and I'm from Hessville. I'm going, nah, dude, I'm eating like a king today. I'm, I'm going to throw that in the morning in the frying pan with an egg. That's oh my, my breakfast. God. Yeah. Maybe so, I should have just been taking, maybe like instead of like, do you sneak, first of all, do you sneak and you eat food in the kitchen? The answer is yeah. The, take that a step further is like, should I just be boxing up everyone else's stuff that they don't want and taking home a king's ransom so that way in the morning and, and that night I eat like. I guess well. what bothered her was the fact that this was like kind of a hoity-toity or like date place where the lights yeah. are real dim and it's real like nice and, and intimate. And the fact that, like yeah. I said. This chick took this thing down like, you know. It does ruin, like, the ambiance a little bit. And also, too, like, say it's kind of a little more pricey, right? Mm-hmm. You paid X amount of dollars for those rolls. Um, Even if you don't want them, I know you don't want to throw food away. But to see someone eat it right in front of you, you're sort of like, I got to tip you. But, but, and eat, I'm, but, but I'm, I'm sort of giving you $4. I, I, did, I told her to eat it. But but the problem is, is she didn't eat it respectfully. She just is that, is that if that makes sense to you, yeah, it's like sure. it, you you didn't like it. You didn't you didn't really taste it. You inhaled <laughs> yeah, that. Thing. You just you needed your belly filled. Period. So I could have given you an old hot dog or something. You swallowed that thing the way Lou Dombrowski takes down a Miller High Life. Yeah, just, right. just it's not about the flavor. It's about getting this mm-hmm. shit in me. Right. Getting the first two down, and we'll see what's next. That's fun. I, she should have been like, no, I couldn't possibly. But if you're done, I'll take it and then and then eat it. Yeah. I don't think she should have ate it in front of you. I don't. Really? I think my wife is like, I'm probably won't go back there for because of this. And I'm like, I mean, we we told her to do it, yeah, but she's not supposed to. It's one of those things. It's like you know, everybody does. It's almost like, like you know, girls talk filthy when guys aren't around. Like they talk about like graphic nature of things, and they talk about their 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 pooping and just gross stuff like that. Like you know, it happens. You just don't really want it to happen in front of you, for sure. And you hoped. That she would have eaten it with a little more, a uh, uh, a little more of a delicate touch. It's funny you say that because <laughs> I, I sometimes when I'll be out with my wife and her friends and like you know her friends' husbands or in a group, and and some of her friends are are more free and are like you know more free or whatever are talking like you know saying things like that mm. like talking dirty or saying, yeah. Then I get like all like embarrassed. I'm like, hey, my wife's here. Don't be talking about because I, I, you know I, don't talk about that in front of my wife. Right? Come yeah. on, my, she's a lady. Her beauty is surpassed only by her virtue. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, this is what happens when I'm not here. My, there's no way my wife engages in this kind of conversation. You like to think that. I like to think it too. Yeah, dude. I, I back to the restaurant thing real quick. I used to know a guy that we called him Big John, and he would take for obvious reasons. He would take hot wings like from Hooters, and he would put them in his mouth. 
and he would just pull out just clean just bone. a bone just i mean gristle and just muscle and just sinewy material yeah and yeah, chicken yeah he would just suck it all out and for some reason that was so like you eating 80 chicken wings doesn't phase me you sucking the meat off one is like <laughs> because it's like there's you should bite that meat only off. be the worse if he had like a dead tooth in the front <laughs> The moment over he had like missing one, yeah, right. and it just, just all slipped through like, there. It created like the perfect vacuum. <laughs> just nah, it was it was really bad. And I was like, for some reason, I was just like, the moment uh, the moment you suck the meat rather than bite the meat is gross. Unpopular opinion: Three Billboards Outside of Missouri sucks. What the movie? Three Billboards Outside of I never Ebbing even heard of that. What is it? Oh, it won a bunch of <laughs> Oscars. Well, it has Francis McNor McDonald. Yes. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Fargo? Yes. McNorman? I love her, man. McNorman? Yeah, no. she's great. You won't love her in this movie. She's <laughs> not that good. Francis McDormand. McDonald. Okay. <laughs> no, McDormand? Yeah, with the I D? think that's what it is. All right. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, several people said, you got to see this movie. It's so great. And me and my crazy brother, Mark, are the only people that don't like it so far. Everyone else likes it, so... What's it I about? I have to defer. It's a horrible name to begin with. I'll, I'll tell you that right Three now. Three billboards outside of, I think it's Ebbing, Missouri. Some of the Missouri. It's Missouri town. Dude, it's just, it won everything. I was the last one to the to the show on this one. And I kept hearing how great it was. Uh, and, I, and I watched I it haven't. a second to last. And I watched it and I was just like, smart people that I know are telling me it's so great. And I'm just like, I just, it, dude, it, it's funny because I had, I had out with my brother Nate and a couple other people. And for all the reasons I said I didn't like it were the reasons, that, I guess like it's just it. one of those super subjective things because they would go, no, you don't get it because there's really like, it's like it's showing that all people aren't inherently good or bad. They have both. And I'm like, yeah, no, I got that. I just thought it sucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was like, well, see, here's the thing. Like it kind of leaves the open, the ending open because like, that's how life is. I'm like, no, I understood that. I thought it sucked. Yeah. It's a waste of my time. I, but like there was that movie. Uh, dude, um, Keith go loves it. He's smarter than me. Goff. Goff. Uh, there was that movie that um, what was the one something by the sea, that that one Casey Affleck. I watched both of them this week. And I both was, of I was them. like, what a piece of crap this movie is. It's Mm-mm. stupid. Mm-mm. It ends like where you're just like, meh, bah, I don't care. No, see that one I liked. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, it's well. That I mean, one... I get it, but I'm just like, what is the point of this? Like, I I spent all this time to get to. Yeah. I went from here to here, and I'm still here. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. just like a slice of life, I guess you would call it. Right. It's weird to watch a movie and be like, well, yeah, the right life does suck, and that didn't feel good. Yeah, I mean, so what was the point of it? Can you imagine like, spending me... like six months writing and or more than that and filming and editing and then just being like, at the end, be like, here's our finished product. It really doesn't feel Here's good. how I would describe that movie. I went on a journey of ambivalence. Yeah. Yeah, well, me. For, for, <laughs> yeah. Was like, I watched, it was almost like I got unlucky and God said, I'm going to let you be the fly on a wall. And I was a fly on a wall on some shit I didn't care about. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was like interesting things are happening. There's a lot of drama going on, but I, I have no stake in the game, so I really don't. Yeah, it wasn't like a good story. It was all just about like, um, here's the best portrayal we can give of a broken person. Right. And you go, okay, sure. that was a really good portrayal of, of I don't want to see a broken person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's funny you bring that up because I happen to watch, I haven't watched that many movies, but I watched those two this week. <laughs> and I really liked Manchester by the Sea, although you're not wrong about how just bleh, it was. But, but uh, dude, I I don't get it. I know everybody's gonna be like, like you're wrong about that that billboards movie. But uh, no, nah, I'm not. Dude the, dude, the characters were like it was it was like written by like it was it was like if you had like a um like an after school high school program where it was like write dialogue for a movie. 
these people are unhappy, right? Their dialogue. <laughs> oh, this is a cop who's not that intelligent, right? His dialogue. It's like, mm. okay. You know what? I'm finding a lot of movies like that. There was something else I saw recently. It, w- it wasn't a movie. It was like an HBO show where I was like, there's so much like just straight obvious conversation where like the characters were so undeveloped and undefined. And it was like, like you said, like I'm a dumb person. My character is written as a dumb person. And I'm like, it just seems like there's just not that much going on. I, I don't know. I'm not that impressed anymore. But Sam Rockwell played a cop in that movie. And it was like, not since Dukes of Hazard. Love him. He's great. He's great. Yeah. But not since Dukes of Hazard. I felt bad. Like I was cringing for him. I was like, the, I was like, the director made him do that. <laughs> I felt bad. He was like, you're a dumb cop. That's, that's semi- and it's not like, oh, you don't like when they make cops look bad in movies. That's not it. I'm, I'm fine with cops looking mm-hmm. bad in movies. It's just like, be smart. Like, you, like, they made him so dumb. It's like, there's no way that dude knows, like, how to do his job. Right. Like, at all. And I know they're good old boys and he's supposed to not be that good, but no, dude. There's bad cops in The Wire, but I still believe that they would get on the force and be bad cops. You mean bad as in, like, both don't know their job or they're, like, both. corrupt? No, the white dude. Remember the white dude that acts all hard and then everybody shot stuff down at him from the projects and he was hiding in his car. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like he was he was not smart at his task. You know what I mean? He wasn't good in the patrol. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Know, but but he was good at other things. Anyway. But no, this is just a bad movie. But dude, Didn't see it. Apparently, I'm not yeah. going to see it. Um, I'll just go ahead and defer to you on that. So. Don't bother. <laughs> I'm already out, <laughs> but I will tell you that, you know, how I told you before, like after I moved into my mom's house before, while my house house is being built, um, I, I started watching Netflix only. I went back and started to watch, um, it's always sunny. And I made it through like the first season and I was like, man, on, on, on what Netflix or whatever, whatever, no, I, what, whatever platform I was watching it on. Hulu. Uh, prime maybe whatever I, it was I on. Got both of those Hulu. But anyway, um, so I never really went back to watching any shows, and I, I still haven't. Yeah. I, I, and my wife asked me the other day, she's like, well, what is it that you do instead of that? I'm like, I really don't know. A lot of times I go out in the middle of the night and ride my bike in completely dark clothing and, and like without a helmet. Seems and uh, There's no lighting in this. I listen to yet. podcasts, so I can't hear what's going on. Yeah. Um, but one thing I've been, I, I don't know, I, I know this is ridiculous, but I've been watching YouTube uh, mountain bike, downhill mountain biking videos really? where guys wear uh the gopro the gopro hero six on their head and they go down and it's not even like why'd super you say, fast why'd you say hero that's six? the one that they always use is the hero six that is matter? the camera they use i don't know it's like whatever. Oh, okay but they're, they're going down these like mountainsides and sometimes they're moving a little fast and other times it's plotting and they're turning and it's not like jumps or anything like crazy like you know the Just freestyle nice guys. bikes super expensive bikes going all over the world. And, and I'm like, man, I, I want to go to Washington state. And then I thought like, these guys are pros and I'm like, you're pro at like carefully riding down mountainsides and not falling off your bike. I, badass. And I convinced myself that I could do this. Uh, but then I saw that the bikes are like $6,000 a piece. Oof. So I was like, yeah, again, man, I need to find a new hobby now because I can't do that one well, only could, because of the cost. I can't do it on my current bike. Dude, you can take a $500 bike to French Lick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still be kind of yeah. cool. So I, I've gone back to trying to, to be the best guitar player I can be. Oh, really? Yeah. So I've okay. just been... I'll uh, give you my drum set. You can have a bunch pff, of my stuff. Dude, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I literally have nowhere to play it. <laughs> I, I, got a, I got somewhere. Perfect. So Perfect. So I've been... Uh, I don't know if you... Have you have stuff on you? I don't have like the notebook app. I just have the iTunes one. I I've 
been I've been back into um, meditating, trying to do it again. And it's funny. I was telling, I was texting you the other day. I don't want to say meditating is bullshit because I know the science is out. It's not. But I have been meditating. I have been doing yoga. I've been going for walks. I'm angrier than I've ever been. None of like none of these things are taking. So I'm starting to think maybe it's just like, oh, you're just like you're going to be 40 in a couple of years, and so that anger is going to be there no matter what. No, I think what it is, it's it's starting to. Um... It's coming. It's, it's starting to come to the surface, like all this stuff that just this regret. You you so push it down, and I'm, I'm thinking that anger? you're gonna you're gonna find some solace at some point. But first, you have to get through the crust. Got to get through this because okay. all this stuff's coming up, and you're realizing this, that, and the other thing. And eventually, you're gonna go like, yeah, all those things are really shitty. I can't do anything about it. So I'm gonna put it in a bubble, Elevate let it go off, it. and yeah, like the old know? man and up, just let that stuff go. I think that's what's gonna happen. I think that you're just. You've got to get to, it's got to get worse before it can get better, man. <laughs> I guess it's so funny because I take, I've, I've never tried harder. Look at me. I'm flying high right now. I, you I, had, a, I, had, high. An, I had a hoop earring in my ear the other day. What? Yeah. I repierced my ear. All right. I just got angry again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny. I've never taken more steps to be like in the moment and be, when I see things, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm genuinely grateful. I feel really good right now, blah, blah. And then five seconds later. I'm that dude from Pixar. That's like red with like flames going out of my well, head. Well, one of the things that you said that I talk to, to uh, my partner at work all the time, we, we go through this every day and me and you say it all the time. Today we were driving around and, and we were talking about uh, a term that we said that was ridiculous, but he goes, mm-hmm. I guarantee you my father has never said this term. It's never come out of his mouth. These two words have never come out of his mouth and they definitely have not come out of his mouth yeah. in this succession. It's impossible. And so me and you, one of the th- things we talk about in our private life uh, is, you know, our dads would have never done this. Never. And it's so sometimes it feels like desperate or it feels like, why are we doing this? We're putting ourselves out there. We're who cares what we even have to say? And um, that's it. That's it. That's it. Who cares? And, and so like there's been times where I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty much done podcasting. Like I feel like when I listen to other people's podcasts, <laughs> it's a lot of like. Who cares? Grandiose, like, look at me, narcissistic yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Everybody's got a hot take on everything. And so, like, it just seems like just a bunch of people piling on their own, you know, garbage on top of everyone else's garbage and who cares about any of it. But, I like I told you today, you know, I feel like even look at any celebrity. Look at Elvis. Like, his Elvis's dad and mom, I'm sure, weren't outgoing people. And he probably looked back and said, dude, my dad would have never got on the Ed Sullivan show and shook his hips yeah. like I did. So to, to, to some... He would have never stolen black culture the way I do. <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> yeah, so so for for that, I just go like, hey, we do what we do. I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I can't compare myself to my dad. My dad couldn't compare himself to his father and so on and so forth. Correct. But I th- share a lot of things. My dad, my whole life said like... I don't want anything that happens in our house stays in our house. You don't put your business out in the street. You definitely don't do a podcast. But my dad was one of the biggest fans of our podcast while he was alive. Like, so it was surprising mm. to me that my dad, a guy who was, who was pretty, you know, kept everything close to the vest, was was cheering me on when it came to, like, yeah. be, being out there. Because I think at some level he was like, man, I wish I could have been like that more. It might be just enjoying the moment and being less judgmental, but the whole reason I even brought any of that up was, I mean, I don't, similar to the concept of who cares, who cares about how much I care about, who cares, that's meta as hell. But the point is, um, in, like, I just read Sam Harris's book, Waking Up, and I'm doing this meditating, I've been doing a whole lot of, like, 
acknowledge what's going on. Like be, be in the moment and just realize why you're thinking the way you're whatever, just being in the moment. So he was talking about like the, like the, the sense of like the, I, like when you're having an inner monologue, who are you talking to? Right. Like when you go like, man, it's cold in here. I need my coat. Like who, who is that? Who are you talking to? So I've been thinking about that concept and I, also was thinking about the concept I spoke on years ago of when I look at myself in the mirror when someone's explaining it to me like oh my god look how dumb that look on your face is like when you don't understand something like if you were in someone else's eyes and you saw the look on your face when you genuinely don't get something I kind of melded those two ideas together because I was like okay what this is all coming down to is your have you ever listened to like the inner monologue the things that you say to yourself can you imagine them written out, like what they would look like? The reason, I mean, as long as I could could burn the paper immediately. But the reason, <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because, like, I've always thought stuff to myself, and and I'll be honest, a lot of times, like if if I see a good looking girl or something, I'll be like, holy moly, look at that, right? But it's not holy moly, look at that. That's not what I'm saying You're to right. myself. So in this, like, like, um being in the moment, paying attention to your actual thoughts, what are they? I noticed my thoughts are really bad, really dumb, and really primitive. I was I was in line, I was getting these coffees today, and I looked through the window and I, I, I saw a decent looking person inside the, the coffee place. And I was like, and I heard myself say that, say something to myself, and I go, I and then I talked to my third self, I go, dude, did you really just say that about, the, about like did you really just say that was you couldn't have been like wow she's pretty it's not what i said that is not like my inner monologue is so caveman it's so dumbed down that it's literally just like it'll just be like cuss words i'll see them and i'll just be like fuck right. and that's all i say to myself your yeah your reptilian brain happens to have <laughs> yes. the most you're like cobra commander how <laughs> <laughs> so in that your reptilian brain, comp- your brain is comprised of 95% reptilian. I'm like him and, and Starscream. I'm then, just like, get those guys. And then you're, you're tr- the rest of you is trying to cover up your true self. And you're, you know, you're yeah. repressing all that and going like, hey, I, I read books by Sam Harris and I this and that. Just like the rest of us, you know, like, <laughs> right, but, right. But, but you know, as well as I do, like your closest friends, just like you're saying about these women when they get together, your closest friends know uh, like when you were you were talking to me earlier about today, and you're going like I was listening to you when you were on this just Juice Pro podcast. I know how you think, yeah. yeah. And so I was like <laughs> laughing to myself, like how's he going to get out of this, or what's he going to say right, here? Right, right. This is he may be saying this, but this is what he how he truly feels, or yeah. whatever the case may be. Well, it's like watching your sparring partner fight with somebody else, like I told you before. So I'm like, oh, he's like slipping. He's waiting for this, or he's waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. But but I feel like you you you're not fooling anyone. Because we all are this way. Dude, trust me. The stuff I've been saying to myself, I'm fooling a lot you're, of people. You ain't, you, I mean, I don't think... Until I, think, I walk into a Starbucks and go, wow, look at them titties. Really loud. <laughs> like, until I just exclaim that to the room, <laughs> then I'm then I'm at least like, okay, you've made you've made measures to be, right. to be a human. Well, okay. I just... I th- get you. This is... Okay, this is my homework for anyone that listens to this, anyone that cares. Just be aware this week when you're by yourself and when you're thinking like, oh, like you're on your way to work and you're like, I got to get ready. I have that meeting today and blah, blah, blah. Just be aware of like, like think about the thoughts you're telling yourself. Even write them down or do something. I I guarantee this next week, if you do that, you'll surprise yourself and you go, I cannot believe I said that because it it goes through the filter 
And we talk about people like my brother Mark and some other people that don't have that filter. Some people, it, everyone's heard that. You know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. oh, it goes straight from the brain and out the mouth. But if you look at that filter and what gets caught in there, dude. There's a lot of times you. where I have that that devil and angel for sure where I know <laughs> like it's it's I the filter is there and I'm going clearly don't say it. Yeah. But then I can't keep myself from doing it anyway. But I but but what I do is I I, I change it just a little bit to make it humorous so I can yeah. get the information make across. It palatable, yeah. But you know what I I mean it's can you the imagine, information. Can you imagine being like a teacher at a parent teacher conference and and then checking your like inner monologues filter and be like, "Oh, why did I didn't say that." <laughs> You know what I mean? Or just like, I think when you're saying like the more, the more that you meditate, uh, when you're living in the moment, the problem is, is the moment we're living in is different than any other moment in time. And, and I hate to come back to that, but I think it's like, it's easy to get depressed and and let down because even whether it is you're watching, you're, you're not happy with the state of politics. You're not happy with the state of the world. You're not happy with the state of with the state of art, you're not happy with the state of music. You're not happy with the state of whatever. Right. There's so much information. You, 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 there's such an overload that you, you can't steer away from it. It's, it's, it's constant like information coming in, coming in, coming in. And it's just too, it's, there's no way to shut it off. So I think like if you lived in a place like India and you were meditating and you only had so much information to take in, (laughs) it's easier to block all that out. And to not have so much negative source information, if that makes sense. I'm picturing like a tribesman walking into his tribe in Africa going, holy moly, look at the plates in that neck. <laughs> like just saying it out louder. Those ears are stressed as hell, man. Oh, Ding God. dong. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh, uh, and, and sometimes I don't block it. Like I've been more, I've been more conscious of being aware of the thoughts. But sometimes, like, like I was at Bella Boos, and I hadn't been there in like a long time, but kids wanted to go there. They hadn't been there in a long time. For me, it was like a month. So we went there, and I, this guy was taking a bunch of pictures of his kid. And he just took like 18 of them, and he kept getting for like best lighting. And I had the thought, and I just said it. I go, blech. I just made, like, I made, it was the rudest thing, like, I've done <laughs> in a long time. I just made this, like, puke sound right next to this guy. It was very clear what I was doing. And I remember afterwards going like that was super rude, but my inner monologue was just like, like stop to stop at the pictures. Blech. I like made that noise. I actually uh, went, you know, when school when school got back in session and everybody's taking pictures of their kids on their first day of school, and I, I don't know what it was, but I got irritated legitimately just from seeing all these pictures. And a friend of mine, um, his wife posted pictures of their kids, and I just put I put a comment. I couldn't help myself. I said, <laughs> "Hey, uh, I don't care about your kids or their dumb, this dumb picture, but I feel compelled to uh, to like it anyway. So just know that I'm very torn as far as this whole thread goes because I'm tired. Yeah. I don't want to see pictures. It's a nice picture, but I'm sick of them. Yeah, I don't like, care do about you your dumb it? kids. In fact, I told the same person, uh, my friend, her name is Stephanie. I told her uh, I ran into her somewhere at your show, and I mm. said." Um, I said, let's just, let's forego all the small talk. I don't care about your kids, so I'm not going to ask about them. And, uh, you know, <laughs> say three years ago, I'd be like, what a jerk. And now I'm like, oh, that's my smart. I mean, but think Same about it. If I came up to you and I was like, and we hadn't seen each other in a long time. And I was like, hey, how's it going? The progression is how's work? How's your kids? How's the wife? Right. And even my closest friends, my wife constantly will ask me, like she would say, I say, yeah, Ben finally moved in. How's he liking it? How are the kids, you know, how are they liking their, I never asked him. Fine. You never asked him how his kid's first day of school? Nah, because I don't care. Well, you know why? Because like, if I have an interesting story about my moving, I'll tell you. Yeah, right. I never Otherwise, it's business as usual. Yeah. 
my best friend went on vacation. He came back. My wife's like, how did how did they like it? Did they did they have a good time there? Never asked him. Well, why wouldn't you ask him? Because my wife and her friends. What's he gonna do? Oh, the, the ocean was boiling hot. Couldn't get in. They'll they'll talk nonstop for hours, and they'll they'll vet everything. Every single thing will be talked about, turned over. <laughs> I go, me and this, me me and my best friend, we 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 may uh, sit at a bar and drink and be both watching the television and not converse for 15 minutes we can there's a silence and we're both like hey we're just having a beer right now i do i thought about that yesterday i was having it's yesterday specifically i was having a really bad day i was just like i was like just crabby as hell all day and i thought like man i really want to make a fire and have a beer and sit by it but i didn't want to do it by myself Mm -hmm. like i wanted to hang out with somebody but i didn't want to talk to that person i legitimately wanted that i was like you know what i'd like is like have have a fire have a beer and just be like hang out and be like we don't need to yeah just let's just do that it's very Larry David. Oh, for sure. To be like, ah, before going. So what's the most polite way to, to say, like, just give me the goods, not not the regulars? I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. what. I mean, I feel like if the way you said it, like, listen, I want to have a campfire. I'd like the companion. If you want to come out and also enjoy my campfire, uh, I really don't want to talk about anything with any kind of substance. Let's have a cigar. Let's mm-hmm. just enjoy the cigar and the, the or stars. Or if you have a really good thought, share it. But just let's right. not, not the, you know. Right. Give me your A material only. <laughs> just give me the A material. Here's the thing. Come up with your notepad on your phone. That's send it, it to me That's before it. you get here. I'll pick three topics. That's all you got. So make yeah. it good. V- work on those stories all day. Really round them out. Hit all the high the high notes and then, uh, then you're out. You're going to get like- a hard in and a hard out. Well, that's what she said. I like your. I like that as a catchphrase. That's a, just just a material only. And I think if we get that to catch fire, that would be good because it's like we go to wild. That's a we, we go, idea. dude. Hey, my man, podcast a material only. <laughs> like because you go to have a beer and you're like, hey, master, what's going on? Uh, dude, I've been working it, but 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 just right. a material only. <laughs> right. No, thank you. Right. No, thank you. Just if like I don't want to be a dick, but honestly, you don't want to tell me that story. You were that story you were loading up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would say, I would say, hey, make sure the story you're telling me you've tried out a couple times before, and you got a very good reception on it. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't try out your story on me. Go into the mirror yeah. in the bathroom, tell it to yourself. I feel like that's the way it works. If you're a good storyteller, um, and you're constantly the guy telling the good stories, people should respect that and understand everybody can't do it. So bef- instead yeah. of trying, yeah. I, re- I how about this? Like you said, I just want to sit. I don't want to talk. I like it. I'd like you to come over and just listen and laugh at my stories. I don't want you to really contribute anything because I don't really give a shit about anything you got to say. I want to try a couple pieces of material out on you. Yeah. And uh, I will ask you, I'll give you a, a piece of paper at the end. And <laughs> a you three by t- five. <laughs> yeah, and you could let me know <laughs> which stories, you know, if you have any tips, you know, something like that. Yeah. Because I feel like this, yeah. there's a lot of times where I have a lot to say and I really don't think there's, I have a lot of friends specifically who are who i i appreciate as listeners and don't really care what they have to say a lot of them Mm -hmm. and so i wish i could compartmentalize those people and tell them that listen (laughs) i just need you to come over and be a soundboard for me you know because after a while my wife gets she she wants to contribute some information Mm -hmm. it's usually pretty except my wife do it no matter what story she'll be like "Eh." (laughs) yeah not so much well i'll every now and then you got to have a difficult person in there just to see you know to see where you're at that's see, that's that's where I get vetted out. But you have to know they're difficult right away. Like you, you I I don't want to be surprised by a difficult person. Like if if you're telling me me, you, my wife, and your wife are going out, and I've never hung out, you're gonna be like, dude, my wife's kind of a person who's not 
she's hard to please. So and she's no, not gonna she, like. She's, she's yeah. not gonna dance for it. She's not gonna like laugh. At you. Then I know I got a I get you, I got a plus material on this one. And and if it doesn't if it doesn't if it doesn't go, man. I, oh, I also know. know that there can't be a big build up. It's gotta be. Right. It's gotta be like Mitch Hedberg, bang bang bang. <laughs> It's got to be like Rodney Dangerfield to go like, hey, my wife. There's, that's the only way, dude. It, you, you cannot tell the moth joke to my wife. I, I, one thing I want to I want to talk about this before our last podcast. I had told you that I was out. Um, I had taken my daughter out, and we ended up at Chuck E. Cheese, and I didn't really get to talk about it. But I I, I wanted to while I was there. I told <laughs> I told the lady at the prize counter. That if I were her, I'd go into the park. I'd walk out in the parking lot with a blindfold on and and uh, pray for someone to run me over with a car, because. But I was I was trying to be on her level and say that as like I get your job is terrible. You said that to her. Yeah, I said those words to her. I said if I were you, I'd put on one of those blindfolds that you have that you can win for ten tokens and one of the sleeping masks and just mm-hmm. run straight out onto thirty in the hopes that a semi runs yeah. you over. And I meant it as like, haha, we both agree this is a shitty job. Mm. And I think that she didn't take it that way. She didn't find She the, was like, I don't common... understand why would I kill myself? And I thought to myself, well, go and watch the video of yourself doing this job and see what a miserable push you have on right now. And then see what a miserable puss all the parents have who are standing in a 25-minute line for a coupon redemption for the biggest piece of shit garbage prizes oh. of all time. I mean, they really, they really scratched the barrel for the, yeah. I mean, for the worst, like it, they, most of the, the the toys will not even make it into the car or through the car ride home before they're broken. That's why I just have them get candy. I'm like, I know you're getting cavities, but at least it's something you're not not paying $5 for that bookmark. I ended up, my daughter had maybe like 200 coupons, um, and a lady, I was waiting, I waited every bit of 45 minutes in line and I was, I still had two people in front of me uh, because there was a kid party. And oh, so what I did no. was my wife wanted a gum, or excuse me, my daughter wanted a gumball machine, and it was like what? I don't know, say like it was a it was a bullshit like toy gumball machine. It's like five thousand tickets, but or something? say it was like I don't know seven hundred tickets or hmm. twenty dollars cash. So what I did was I went up there and I faked like I gave the lady the tickets, and I just gave her twenty dollars cash. I go just I'm buying a gumball machine. Like I don't I don't want go. any of the other garbagey stuff. Go. This is at least something that's it's it's tangibly. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to break, and it's just a gumball machine. There's not going to be a lot of wear and tear on it, except it's for not turning the, the knob, the stick helicopter, things. right, or the stupid sticky hand that's going to mess up my paint. Yeah. So, and then I, a late another lady said, "Sir, are you going to use the four or five hundred tickets that you have, or whatever I had?" And I go, "Absolutely not." And I just gave them to her. Here you go. Yeah, you stand in the line. That's why I don't feel bad when people steal from Chuck E. Cheese. So, I thought. What job? This was before I went I to Chick Fil A. I should say steal tickets. This is before I went to Chick Fil A, so I didn't get to talk about that. But I thought, what job is worse than the ticket counter redemption counter person? That's what happens when you, you know, commit horrible atrocities in your first life. That's where you end yeah. up. Yeah. And then I thought, what is there a job worse than that? Like if you're if you're like Boko Haram and you died and came back. <laughs> And then I realized there is a job worse than that. And that job worse than that, I found a couple weeks later when I took my daughter to Guitar Center. And my kids went after I told them not to touch anything and banged on every goddamn oh. drum and percussion instrument in the, the drum tech room. What, what the about drum the DJ room. section? When they go and they touch all the lights? And I thought to myself, the, it's one guy sitting in there. And I thought... What is the ratio of people that come in there to actually buy drum equipment or are actually interested in being drummers or are drummers <laughs> oh and could, are proficient in drumming 
and the other people who come in there and go, oh, those are drums. I like to bang on those and bring oh. their kids in there and let their kids turn on the electronic you're drums. And, and, and the guy has to be... You're 100% right. He has to be somewhat you know, cordial. He's in sales. He's like, dude, I do all this just so I can get a good deal for my band. There has to be no other... It has to be the most miserable... And I kept apologizing. I was like yelling at my... And they hit every cymbal. Everyone. And they hit every electronic drum. Then they're turning it up. They're changing the drum tones into... into they're making the cowbells. They're making the go, ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Yeah, I Then know. they're sitting down and... Ra- and yeah. Nobody... The cymbal is now a honk noise. Let's just say this. People who know how to play drums... Uh, I don't think anybody... You know, no one's born and just rocks out the drums. And if they are, they're that like 0.5% of the mm. population. So either you know how to play drums or you don't know how to play drums. And most people fall into that second category. Yeah. But every single person, most people won't pull a guitar off the wall and plug it in. There's a lot of moving parts to that at the Guitar Center. But you can sit down at a <sighs> drum kit yeah. and just start banging away. Yep. And people have no shame. Anyone can hit the cymbals, yeah. No Shame. I used to work with a guy who one of the funniest insults I ever, he was a really clever guy. I've, I've quoted him many times here before, but one of the best insults he ever said to somebody when I was at work, they were like ragging on each other. And he goes, I bet you were that fat kid that went into Guitar Center and just started hitting the drums all off, <laughs> off time. And I remember like, for some reason that was the most oddly specific and I knew exactly who he was talking about. I was like, oh, that dude does suck bad. And you are that dude. You're the worst. It was like the best insult ever. They just come in and they think they can play like the beginning of the Def Leppard, and they just like right, dun, 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 dun. oh, dude. But so, so I feel like is the guy, and I don't know anybody that works at Guitar Center. I actually, you know what? Maybe I do. But what job the guitar tech or the guitar salesman is is nowhere near as much of an annoying position as the but dude. Drum, even the that though, people come down like they all play the same. Pantera hey, let me see riff. that. Let me see that. Let me hey, let me try that guitar. But. But oh. but the drum people have no intention of buying any. The, the people who go in the drum room, unless you play drums, you're not going. I mean, I can't see anybody unless there's some great deal going to Guitar Center and buying like a you know whatever like a twenty five hundred dollar drum kit or whatever. No one's ever you know drums there. And, and no one's piecemealing like getting a snare drum from. You're <laughs> no. going to musician's no. friend. You're not. Well, you're not well, buying and, it. And here's the thing too. Even if you are a good drummer, you don't want to hear it. Like right. if you work there, you play drums. So you're not going to be super impressed by someone that comes in and is, and is okay at drums. But, and beside an amp, like, okay, I bought many amps in my day and I can't tell you, I usually will go in there and I go, yeah, can I get that crate? Go ahead. I'm going to wrap it up. I don't need to sit there and, and try a bunch mm. of different guitars on it and sit there and play for hours and hours. You're not really going to get to try it. Like you're not right. going to try it at the volume you right. want to try it. Right. You're not going to try it with the pedals you want to Without try Without a doubt. With. So you're going to talk to somebody who's like, yeah, that's a good album or a good amp or whatever. If I'm a guy that plays drums and I'm going to buy the guitar center, like the nice drum kit, I'm going to be like, I like DW. So that's the DW series that I want. Yeah. That's the, the color I want. Wrap them up. I'm going out the door with yeah. them. I'll bang on them at home. Yeah, let me try all three electric ones and I'll see which one I like the most. <laughs> right. Nope. Right. That's not going to happen. So, but still though, like really, even if someone comes in and they're good at drums, it's like, it's like, say like you, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, like a restaurant. Like someone comes in, they go, oh, that, like you came in and used my oven. That does taste like pizza. Great. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, say you can play drums. You come in, you start playing a, a rhythm on drums. Unless it's like hands down amazing, you don't want to hear it. And like, does anybody really want to hear that? Because it's like not, everybody has something to prove. So it's like, so now you get a guy that rocks out on the drums and now everyone else feels compelled to like, well, I'm going to go show what I got. Right, you know what right. I mean. So I'd be like, nobody, nobody's no, we'll no like, drum playing. Well, the, <laughs> no drum like playing. the guy that works there will go like, there was this one dude that came in. He sat down. He was pretty good, and I still hated it. Right, like he came down. He was on time, and he played a cool little thing. Um, 
and it was the worst part of my day. I love Guitar Center, but I hate Guitar Center for the same for the same reason. I'm just glad I don't have to work. Well, I like it because I like, I don't mind being that annoying person from time <laughs> to time, but I would mind hearing me. <laughs> but I even though I want to sit down and bang on the drums, I won't do it for the purpose of like the guy who works at, at the behind the counter Guitar Center. His inner mo- monologue is just going, "This fucking guy, this fucking guy, this fucking just over and over." If I would, because I would just be if I was him, I'd be out there with my Instagram or my Snapchat, just videoing every douche that sits down on the drum kit and being like, "The world has to see this." Idiot. That's a good idea. You know? And then like people would go, "What are you <laughs> doing?" Shaming like, people, and you just be like, "Oh, I do, I do." I do uh, low light reels of awful drummers. That's what I do, like for my job. You know, it's like a side. Uh, like I have a YouTube channel. It's called Crappy Drummer, and I just film you, like passenger shaming. Yeah, I just film you and other people Guitar like you. Guitar center shaming, musician shaming. There you go. Even better, dude. Let, let's. There's been let, a lot of really good ideas. Today. Let's review. I still want to go back and, and really round out this idea about the two way mirror in the bathroom. I think okay. that's in, in the public bathroom. I mean, but not how today. Are you, how are you going to stop creepers? That's not the only today. Thing. I'm just saying. Let's. I, I just want to review that 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 idea w- was came out here. If anybody could add a subtle nuance to it, I'm I'm glad to hear it because I did not think about the creeper that's going to be mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. You know, watching people on the outside. Strap on a heart monitor <laughs> when you go in there to poop. That way, if it goes too high, there's we'll a trap door. Well, no, you'll just fall right there. Well, that way, if the heart monitor gives up, either either you're having an issue with your going number two, or you're doing something creepy. What if after three minutes the 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 two way mirror reverses so the people on the outside can see in and you can no longer see out? That's the best. Or there's a timer like you know you have to hurry up and go before the the window changes. And you're not gonna know when. I like it being random. Because what would, about the creepers on the outside well, then? Oh yeah, <laughs> but then you got a whole room of people looking at you. But that way, it's like this is flawed. I didn't think of this. I didn't think this through. But if you weren't, know. In, yeah. tr- in true Dave Benevation, uh... <laughs> if it weren't for creepers, your idea is perfect, <laughs> perfect, priceless. All right. Well, that is episode one eighty six of the Heyman Man podcast. We will see you later. Later.
Take the cup from the heart.